this message into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you, Father, that you have allowed us to freely, without any type of restriction, be able to open your word, speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for you being a part of this message, helping us, guiding us, leading us, and directing us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts. Only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity. The beginning of the church. The supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen. For them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes. Bless their lives. Bless their jobs. Bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, Good day, everybody. Good day, good day. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day in Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you in the morning when you're getting up, having some breakfast, getting your eyes open, maybe having a little cup of coffee or whatever it is you drink, juice or whatever it is you get up, getting ready, getting cleaned up for a day full of work activities or errands or we're catching you halfway through your day when you're been through some stuff been through some trials been some tribulations but you're seeing god do his thing working maintaining doing exactly what god does and that is showing you that he is ever present and helping you get through all the challenges of your day 
and we call that within that midday madness. Or, because you're at nighttime, evening time, when you're settling down after a long day of work, activities, and errands, and you're just wanting to relax, you're having dinner, spend time with your family, friends, those who you live with, those who are close to you, and you're just wanting a really inspiring Holy Spirit word to get you through the night so you can feel good and have something just really hit, suck it to your spirit. However, whenever, whenever we're catching right now, you right now you're turned into the blue book presented to you by Pentecost Ministries, hosted by your boy Blue. Man, I hope everyone's had a fantastic day in God, in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I hope everyone is taking this day by day, just taking things day by day. There's too much to worry about in a day to worry about tomorrow or any of days forward. We know what we have planned. We just hope that we get through the day so that we can see another day. Be grateful you woke up. Grateful you got through the things you got through. And grateful you get to go to bed and sleep. And be grateful that you're still alive. I pray for those who are sick, dealing with illnesses, dealing with situations beyond their control. Father, I ask you to heal them in the mighty name of Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Other than that, I hope you're having a good time. We all need to rest. Can't focus that enough, and that's exactly what we're going to be ministering on tonight, or today, is resting. Okay, before we get into all that, Blue Book knows, people who follow the Blue Book know, we go right into our pledge, which is the pledge of the, of the flag. Okay? So, follow after me. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. And the Savior, whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again. With life, liberty, to all those who believe. Fantastic. Thank you, Father, for that. We have got to get it into our spirits that we need to rest. So, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about how important it is to talk about what God says about it. Okay? If you have your Bibles, or electronic device, computer, phone, tablet, whatever it may be, I have the great word right here. I have it with me all the time. Especially on the blue book. Because this is the blue book. Okay? I want you guys to turn to your in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. One verse. Matthew. Okay, once you open your book to Matthew, or get to the app, whatever it is you're using, once you go to the 11th chapter, Matthew 11, verse 28. Okay, so in this message today, we're going to be in the book of Matthew, 11th chapter, 28th verse. Okay, now I use the Amplified. I live an amplified life. I'm an amplified believer. I like words. I like understanding. I like different ways of putting things. So I am a sold-out, amplified Bible uh, reader. Whatever Bible you have, fantastic. That's how the Holy Spirit reaches you. That is a wonderful thing. God bless you. We will be going through different versions of the Bible. If it says something different, we'll go over it. We'll uh, address it. And we'll speak about it for a moment. Um, but whatever Bible you have, I know it may sound different, it may translate different than what this is. That doesn't mean it's wrong, it just means that it's a way for you to be reached. Okay? So, 
what does Matthew Matthew 11.28 mean? Jesus had made an extraordinary claim that now he makes an extraordinary offer to all who hear him. Okay? He, Jesus has made an extraordinary claim and now he makes an extraordinary offer to all those who hear him. He claimed in the previous verse, which is going to be in Matthew 11.27, to be the one who knows God, the Father, and to be able to reveal the Father to anyone he chooses. Okay, He's the one who knows the Father, and he can reveal the Father to anyone he chooses. This is in Matthew 11.25-27. Now, he makes an invitation. If you're struggling and tired, I can give you relief. Struggling and tired, he can give you relief. Now, how many times do you want that? You're struggling, you're tired, you're fed up, you're done, you're exhausted, all the other things that could go with that terminology, and you just want to just a little bit of relief. You just want a little bit of ease. He can give you that release. Okay? He can give it to you. Here is the implication. Jesus, Jewish listeners, here is the implication, though. Jesus, Jewish listeners were engaged in a mighty struggle to know God the Father. They wanted to know who he was. Who is God the Father? Their religious leaders had placed enormous burdens on them. That's in Matthew 23, 4. And they were laboring to carry those burdens in hopes of being approved by God. So there we have all this burden, and they're carrying them so God can approve them. Approve them. Okay? Jesus had just said that he can reveal his father to anyone and he immediately offers rest to anyone in way down. Okay? Did you get that? Jesus has just said that he can reveal his father to anyone and he immediately offers rest to anyone who is weighed down. Got the weight on your shoulders? Jesus takes it from you give you some rest Jesus is not talking about physical rest necessarily this is where spiritual and physical have a very gray area he is not always talking about physical necessarily the following verse will describe it as rest of the, for your soul sometimes your soul needs to rest and in, and in turn sometimes when the soul is rested what happens? The body rests too with it. You understand? So just because you're resting doesn't mean you're resting. Have you ever went to sleep? Your body went down, boom, and you walk up, you feel like you didn't get any rest? Because your body just didn't didn't, didn't didn't feel like it deserved enough rest? Yeah, if you work a lot of hours, you're, you're always doing things, you all of a sudden you get tired, and you go and knock out and get back up, man, I feel like I didn't even rest. Your body was, you're out for five hours, I didn't even feel it. That's your body trying to rest. This is a soul thing. A soul thing. Okay? The following describes rest of the soul. The path to the Father through Jesus is not one of, of weary labor and hard work. Jesus, the, the walk of Jesus isn't about physical work. If that makes sense. Okay, it's not about physical work as much. Jesus' earlier analogy 
about the path to life being narrow and difficult, which is Matthew 7, 14, is entirely separate and speaking from a different perspective. Okay, so he is not even speaking about the physical work you're going to have to do. This is a spiritual walk he's talking about. He's talking about everything that comes against you in life, whether it's temptation, flesh, evil, people, whatever it may be. The walk is a soul walk. It's your spirit and soul that takes the beating. Okay? From the view of the world, following Christ means taking a difficult difficult circumstances and giving up worldly pleasures. You have to understand, this is what I was talking about earlier to a couple people. The hardest thing to do is to humble yourself to prosperity when your ministry is elevated. Very few can do that. Because temptation is there. And it is knocking on your door. So when your when your ministry God has given you, you invest in it and you work on it and you're trying to make it happen and you're you know you're doing what you feel is the right things, you feel God's leading you this way, you feel the Holy Spirit's rocking with you. If you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, but you're rocking and it starts to climb. Okay, God's starting to elevate you. Alright? different opportunities, different things and everything. And what's going to happen in that elevator ride up is prosperity is going to start to trickle in little by little. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with this. I want a record deal. I want a, I want a media deal. Whatever. And all of a sudden, you go from being a humble minister of whatever craft of ministry you're doing to embracing the prosperity of the world and just agendating it putting an agenda on it for the gospel all Christ, Jesus Christian do is put themselves in the last in the behind in the back and he's number one We have a real big problem with saying no to the world and yes to God all the time. That's the problem we deal with. So when he says, from the view of the world, following Christ means to take a difficult circumstance, take on difficult circumstances and giving up worldly pleasures. Taking on difficult circumstances and giving up worldly pleasures, which is the number one thing is prosperity. Second is is um, intimacy or fornication. Being, you know, in the world like that. Okay, there's two things. Prosperity brings all that to you. From the view of, of eternity or of salvation, following Christ means giving up the impossible task of carrying on your own sin. Listen to what I said there. From the view of eternity, of salvation, following Christ means giving up the impossible task of carrying on your own sin. It is impossible for you to be righteous and carry your own sin. That's why so many people do the, the horrible things they do because they're trying to carry their own sin. 
I don't need nobody. I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm going to do my own thing. Salvation is, means following Christ and giving up your sin to him so he can carry it. Difficult thing to do. Christ does not say it here. But the gospel revealed that Jesus is offering to carry the burden and do the work in order to lead those who come to him. He is asking you, hey, let me carry your sins. Let me deal with this. Even in death, I can deal with this. Just give them to me. I'll deal with them. And you carry on. Those who are yoked to him, to the Father, as in Matthew 11.30 and John 6.29. So when we go through Matthew 11, 25 through 30, when we go through 11, 28, begins with Jesus praying for uh, thanks to his father for hiding the truth from those t- those thought to be wise by the world's standards. But instead the gospel has been revealed to those the to those the unbelieving world dismisses as virtual children. So basically, the truth is hidden from the world who doesn't believe in it. And given to those who truly believe in it and we're, we're considered outcasts because of that. Jesus declares that he and the Father know each other completely and that he can reveal the Father to anyone he chooses. He offers rest for the souls of all who are weighed down and weary if they are take up his yoke, saying that he is burden is easy and light. His yoke is easy, burden is light. Okay? So what does Matthew eleven twenty eight say? Straight out the book. Come to me. Come to me. Pretty much. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened and I will cause you to rest I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls the soul rest is such a vital part of all of this it's one of the most vitalist parts of all of this because you have to understand when your soul rests you feel completely refreshed we are talking about the supernatural world that we don't see, we feel. Sometimes we see it. Sometimes you'll see it up here and there. People have seen things that they can't explain. It's a supernatural world out there. Okay? Although we have this body, we have a spirit, soul, and body. We're three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. Your soul is what keeps you alive. Your spirit is what gives decisions and dominion. And your body is what you use on this earth as you're here. You're given the body to use as a tool to do things and to live your life. Your spirit is your is your conscience. The spirit is is your decision making. So it makes you human. Okay? All humans have a spirit. Animals have a soul, not a spirit. They do feel and so forth, but they don't have what we have. We have a godly dominion. We're over them. We're dominion over them. They consider us God because we are over them it says in the Bible it's in Genesis God made us over all living creatures so we have something they don't have and that's the spirit they have souls though that's how they lie that's how they're alive they have souls and body they don't make a choice for Christ they, they, they rely completely on us or the wild 
Okay, some God, and some animals are actually really close to God. However, point being is a soul when it, your soul rests, you get really good rest. That doesn't mean sleeping for 25, 30 hours. That means that when your soul is really at rest, your body is is really just taking it easy, sleeping or whether you're just resting. You don't have to sleep for your soul to rest. It's just resting. There's nothing going on, nothing happening. You're able to just take everything off, burdens off. The ultimate rest is in God. Not just you doing your own thing. God. Jesus himself is carrying those burdens for you. Doesn't matter if you're if you have been holding on to them for for 5, 10, 15, 20, all the way to 40, maybe 50 years, you're holding on to burdens that have happened in your life and you or regrets or so forth. And you're like this has dragged me down I am just man I am tired Jesus is trying to get you to understand he is there for you he'll take that burden from you but people are just stubborn they don't want it they don't want to give in to to, to, to Jesus taking it they want to hold all to themselves man I love living a burden free life so my goodness I got no burdens on me. And if I get a burden, I know it's there. I pray it off and then I try to work it out. I don't let it last very long. Because burdens happen regardless if you want them to or not. Sometimes you just your conscience gets to you and you get a burden. And you're like, ugh. And you're like, my spirit's heavy. Or my soul's heavy. And I have something what to do. Usually it's in the fact of doing the right thing. Um, helping people out. So on and so forth. It <clears throat> just depends on what you're actually, what you're doing, talking about. But theoretically, you know, it's it has a lot to do with resting and really resting and having that peace. How many? I'm I'm, I'm gonna ask you. How many people live a burdens every day? Do you live a burdens every day? Burdens of doing the right thing. Burdens of you should have done the right thing. Burdens of your family. Burdens of your relationships. Burdens of work. Knowing that you did something you shouldn't have done. You hold that burden on you. Oh yeah. Goes deep. Down that rabbit hole again. Very deep. You don't want to give it up, so you hold on to it, you hold on to it, and that's when you get a dirty conscience, and you're like, ugh, man, yeah, that's not good. You try just to just brush it off, but it comes back to get you, and all of a sudden you're sitting there, and I'm expecting, and boom, there's it again. Oh my goodness, yeah, I should have done that. Whatever. Come to me. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden. Come to me. Jesus said, come to me. No other religion says this. Jesus says, come to me. 
New Living Translation says, Jesus said, come to me. Not in any version I have here. Let's see. Let's, let, let's take a look at this because I want to make sure I'm not off my rockers here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Because I really hate to be off my rockers here. Let's see. Matthew. I'm going to go on to my different translations and see if it says anything in any of the scriptures about that particular wording. I am, okay, yeah, New Living Translation says it. That is the only translation I am seeing out of 30 translations that says it. The New Living Translation is the only translation that literally says, Jesus said, come to me. Not of the Amplified says it, Jesus says, come to me. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. You don't have to have any other reason on this earth. He is the all-knowing, all-sufficient, all-loving, all-caring Savior. Come to me. New Living Translation says, come to me. Jesus said it. In the Amplified, it says, All you who labor and are heavy laden. The English Standard Version says the same thing. All who labor are, he are heavy laden. And so does the King James Version. New, New Living Translation says, All who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Heavy burdens. So the English Standard Version and the KJV both say heavy laden. Every other version says burden. Let's see. Same thing. American Standard, yeah, heavy laden. Okay, here it goes. The English, the Bible in basic English says, Come to me all who are troubled and weighed down with care. Because you have to have care to have a burden. You have to care for it to be a burden. Because if it didn't care, you wouldn't have a burden. Because you'd be like, whatever. You'll deal with it later. You care. That's why the burden exists. Because you care. Common English version says, All who are struggling and carry, struggling hard and carrying heavy loads. Good news, the Good News Translation says the same thing. All who are, are tired of carrying heavy... If you're tired of carrying heavy loads... Jesus said, come to me if you're tired of carrying heavy loads. The Message Bible. Listen to this one. Are you tired? Question mark. Worn out? Question mark. Burned out on religion. 
burned out on religion. And they say Jesus Christians are religious. And the Bible explicitly says in the Message Bible, MSG, burned out on religion. I love the way that translates that. A burden. That could, that, do you not realize that carries the weight of religion on your back? The rules and regulations. Do this and then, then you can go to heaven. Follow my rules, you get to go to heaven. Religion takes love right out of it. When it's relationship is love, when it's religion, it's a restrictive device. It takes love right out of it. Are you tired? Worn out? Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Why would he even say that if if he was religious? Because Jesus wasn't religious. He was the resurrection and the life and the Holy Spirit. You burned out on religion? Come to me. You burned out on people telling you what to do? Come to me. You burned out on on having to do rules and not have love come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life I love the message of the Bible on this one this is a good way of putting it are you tired worn out burned out on religion Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Beautiful. Beautiful way of putting it. The DR Catholic Bible says, Come to me, come to me all you labor and are burdened. Come to me. The Wycliffe Version says, All ye that travel and be changed, come to me and I shall fulfill you. I will ease and relieve. I love the NLT on this because it's such a direct hit on things that truly matter. I mean, I'm talking about the Message Bible, the MSG. Are you tired, burned out, worn out? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. You see how important different translations are? God's still speaking just in different ways of saying it and it just changes the Holy Spirit has a way of making it understood what he's trying to say to you because you can say one thing a thousand different ways and it depends on the person how they catch it and they understand it and they live it it's like music 
big, big example is music. So much different music out there. What reaches me may not reach you. What reaches you may not reach me. But it's time, situation. It has to deal with your position, your situation, where you are in your life, what you're feeling, what relates to you, and then boom, you can relate to whatever you're listening to. Or it 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 it, it, it puts you in a mind and in, in a in a position where you feel good or you feel like you can relate to it. Exactly how the word of God is. It depends on what is being said. The Amplified Version says it's different than what the Message Bible says. Are you tired, worn out, burned out in religion? Come to me and get away with me and you'll recover your life. Come to me, you you all labor and, and are, laden, uh, are heavy laden and overburdened and I will cause you to rest. Every version says it the same way. So far. The NIV, ESV, KJV, NASB, NLT, and the CSB. What do those mean? Okay. NIV is New International Version. ESV is English Standard Version. KJV is the King James Version. NASB is the New America Standard Bible. NLT is the New Living Translation. The CSB is the Christian Standard Bible. All six versions say, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Amplified version says, I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. I will cause you to rest. Pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. Let's see what all the rest of them say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to rest. Give me rest. Give me rest. Give me rest. Give me rest. Let's see. I'm looking for something. Okay. Well, here it is. The Message Bible again. I, I'll show you how to take a real rest. I will show you how to take a real rest. So the only versions that are different is the Message Bible and the, the Amplified Bible. I show you how to take a real rest. It's the Message Bible. And I, the, the Amplified says, I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. So what else goes on here? Let's see. Okay, the Orthodox Jewish Bible says, I will give you Shabbos. Mekanah. I guess that means rest. Okay, here it is. The DR Catholic Bible says, I will refresh you. Okay. The, the, the Tyndale version says, I will ease you. The, the White Mouth, the White Mouth New Testament is totally different. He emphasizes, I will give you rest. The White Clip version, totally different. I shall fulfill you and I shall refresh or fulfill you. So every version, with the exception of two or three, all say, I will give you rest. Do you, are you going to believe it? Are you really going to believe it now? You tell me. Up to you. Really is your call. He tells you right here. 
So what we're going to do is I'm going to actually going to go one verse down because it's some, it's some pretty good meat down here. Okay. So 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am gentle, meek and humble, lowly in heart and you will find rest, relief and ease and refreshment and create and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. Just pretty much telling you, he's going to. He's, it's just a whole verse of using your stress. So, come to me, those who have worked souls, and I will rest your soul. In turn, rest your body, because your soul rests your body rejuvenates. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Can you imagine Jesus right there next to you? And you're done. You're just you're just defeated. You're spent. And he puts his hand out to you and says, "Come to me, and all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." If we believe like we say believe, and we're really Jesus Christians like we say we are, there's no hesitation. It's please help me out. Unbelievable. So let's review. John the Baptist sends his disciples to ask if Jesus is really the Messiah. Jesus gives them a specific answer to use to reassure John and them then pulls John to the crowds. John fulfills the prophecy about the one who would prepare the, the people for the Messiah. The generation, though, refused to hear John or Jesus. Deciding John had a demon and Jesus was was a glutton and a drunkard. Wow. Jesus condemns the cities that refuse to repent and thanks the Father for revealing the truth to the little children. He offers rest for those who are weary and burdened. So no matter how much they refused him, those who did, he still helped them out. The city may have messed up, but he still helped them out. Everyone may not agree, but at least he helps out beautiful thing I know there are several people out there right now who are just spent who are just tired who have just been through everything they can think of and they're just done and they need rest they need to relax they need to give it to Jesus father right now I'm praying for everyone who's going through this everyone who's dealing with this these heavy burdens these heavy pressures these heavy just decisions and heavy stress levels and anxiety on them for them to be loose in the name of Jesus by the way of the Holy Spirit. Loose in the name of Jesus by the Holy Spirit, by the way of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just give them comfort, Father. Let them know that you can they can rest in you. That by you by them giving it to you and letting it go and not carrying it, that it's going to help them. It's going to help them. It's going to ease their souls. In the name of Jesus I pray this. I hope that that you can that those out there receive the Holy Spirit and receive that rest. One thing to pray for, another thing for you to receive it. Those who are watching, those who are listening, I pray this on all of you that rest happens, that God, that the Holy Spirit comes on to you and He, he can rest your soul and you can get refreshed like you need to be. There's no better person to to put your burdens on than the Lord Jesus. 
There's no better person to talk to than the Holy Spirit. This message is 100% about trusting God, trusting Jesus with those burdens. Get those burdens off you. Let go and let God. Let Him handle it. Trust and have faith in His decisions. Those are what matter. Nothing else matters but that. And we need to let go and let God as soon as possible so that we can continue to live our lives and have faith in God. He's going to get us through the situations that we stress out about. Come to me. Come to me. All, all who are weary, who are weary and burdened, burdened, and I, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, I will give you rest. I want to thank every single person tuning in by way of either video, on demand, or by podcast audio. If you listen to this at any point, just know that I thank you. God bless you for tuning in, listening to this message. I hope it blessed you in some way. Um, if the scripture that I read, if Matthew eleven twenty eight ministers to you differently and the Holy Spirit gives you something different than what has been talked about on this message, then God bless you too. I hope the Holy Spirit ministers to you in any way possible. Um, the bridge of differences of opinion and interpretation are always in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes two different opinions or revelations or interpretations of the Bible and brings them together to mean what you thought that meant, but to come into an understanding that God is still talking just to different two different people, two different lives. Sometimes it blends, sometimes it doesn't. But the Holy Spirit is the comforter and the uniter. So we will agree to agree. That, that, that meant that. Yeah, I got that too. Or I didn't get that, but I got this. Oh yeah, well God's still talking to you. Whatever it may be, God bless you for that. God bless you for listening. I want I would love for you guys to email me. Email the ministry at bluebook at gmail.com. 8LU8OK at gmail.com. Let us know a little history. Um what you you know, a little bit about your life. Um there's nothing better than letting God handle your struggles. And we gotta learn how to do that. Step by step practice, and we gotta continue to do it. Again, we appreciate you. God bless you, Father. I ask you right now to go before everyone listening or seeing this right now, and just bless them, Father. Bless them in their lives as they do with Your will. Show them Your real. If they if they do not have You in their hearts, show them Your real, and let them know that You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. God bless every single one of you. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. (laughs) And until next time. Jesus. 
Draw.